Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. Well, good morning, Elevate Church. My name is Christian, and I'm very excited to be here with you guys this morning. Even though I can't see any of you, I can like feel you. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for who you are and what you did on the cross that allows us to live freely in you and lets us live freely to praise you, to give you glory and honor. And we want to do that one more Sunday, even though no one's here, we're still going to do it like they were. Amen. So 245 years ago on this day, July 4th, 1776, the Second Continental, I'm not good at saying big words, but I'm going to try this morning. The Continental Congress unanimously adopted the Declaration of Independence, announcing the colony's official separation from Great Britain. And in the Declaration of Independence, the famous words penned, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Many people of all nations have migrated and found new lives and careers and hopes and dreams here in the United States. And one man came to my mind in particular when I was praying about what, I, what God wanted me to say this morning on July 4th, 2021. And his name is Horatio G. Spafford. Horatio G. Spafford was a successful lawyer and businessman in Chicago with a family, his wife, Anna, and their five children. Horatio had a business in Chicago, and in 1871, much of their business was lost in the Chicago fire. And later that year, their youngest son, their only son, died of pneumonia. And two years later, on November 21st, 1873, the French ocean liner Ville de Havre was crossing the Atlantic from the U.S. to Europe with 313 passengers on board. Among the passengers were Mrs. Spafford and their four daughters. Although Mr. Spafford had planned to go with his family, he found it necessary to stay in Chicago to help solve an unexpected business problem. He told his wife that he was going to later join them and he was going to take a trip, uh, a trip later to Europe to meet them there. About four days into crossing the Atlantic, the Ville de Havre collided with a powerful iron-hulled Scottish ship, the Loch Urn. Suddenly, all on board were in grave danger. Anna hurried and brought her four children to the deck, Annie, Margaret Lee, Bessie, and Tanetta. Within approximately 12 minutes, the Ville de Havre slipped beneath the dark waters of the Atlantic, carrying with it 226 of the passengers. 
And for those, and four of those were Spafford's little girls. Later that night, a sailor rowing a small boat over the spot where the ship went down spotted a woman floating on a piece of the ship. We know this now as Spafford's wife. She was still alive. She was holding on to life. And so he pulls her up out of the water. And again, later that night, a bigger ship was passing by and they flagged him down and got her inside there. And nine days later, they finally arrived uh, to Europe. Once she got there, she wired her husband and said, saved alone, what shall I do? So as you could imagine and I could imagine, <laughs> once you find that out, you're taking the first trip there and that's what he did. And on his way there, um, the captain of the ship he was taking was like, hey, like phoned him. I don't know how they did that back then, but like let him know this is, this is where the ship went down. And he goes out to the deck the very type of deck that his girls and his wife were sitting on as the ship went down. And he wrote this famous line that a lot of you probably know. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like seas billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. In Philippians 4, 5 through 9, it says, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends, transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, and if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the peace of God will be with you. So a couple of weeks ago, um, when I was asked and told to preach today, I was, I was like, God, all right, so what are we going to do? What are we talking about? And, uh, and he just said this guy's name. And I had known this story. Um, I've heard it before. And uh, I was very confused. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. And uh and I was like, you sure you want me up there just crying a bunch? Cause that's, what's going to happen. <laughs> and, uh, I just was racking my mind, like, God, like for real, what? Like, it was funny at first, but now I'm really confused. And the words I kept hearing were take heart. And I heard it again and again and again. And then I start to think and I pray and I'm asking God, I'm like, okay, like take heart. Like, yeah, take heart of what? Like, what does that mean? So I uh, begin praying and God starts like moving my mind in a direction and started like revealing to me like, hey, over the past few weeks, 
Pastor Jeff has been talking about like how we need to align ourselves with with God and his thinking and putting aside our thoughts and, and being like, okay, like what do we need to trim on every end in every direction? Like what do we need to do to become more successful in this day and age as Christians and to align ourselves with where the church is going like big C and specifically align ourselves with where this church body is going. And take heart, what he spoke to me about it was that we need to rely on peace that only God can bring. And so he gave me a bunch of things to say that I want you guys to really think about. And it's, it's a peace that can calm any nerves, a peace that can still any storm, a peace that can fill any hospital room, a peace that can comfort any broken heart, a peace that will now and forever be the only thing you ever need, a peace that if we stop relying on ourselves, and, and start relying on Jesus, a peace that he can then bring. And when we allow that, he can move. <laughs> Believe me, he wants to move. He wants to give you that job that you need, that you've been searching for, that your family needs. He wants to bring you that friendship that you've been longing, somebody that you can be close with and love and have someone to talk to. He wants to bring you that husband or wife, but he desperately needs you and us to give him the worries, to give him the fear, to give him anything that stands between where we are and where he wants us to go. It takes us saying, God, we're not enough, but you are. It takes us saying, I am not able to do this on my own, but only through you can I do it. Romans 8, 26 through 28 says it like this. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans and he searches our hearts. He knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for the good who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Listen, we have the most incredible honor and incredible joy to be living in the time that we do. Like of all the generations of people, God has put us here now in a time that has never looked like this, a time that has never felt like this, a time where Christians never had such adversity in this particular way. But the Lord called us he called you. He knows your name. He knows my name. 
He knows your brother's name, your mama's name. And he's put us here at this time. He knows every thought. He knows every fear. But the biggest thing that he wants to say to you today is that he needs us to take heart in him. He needs us to take heart in his plans, in his promises, in who he has called you to be. He's called us. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I am so thankful and so honored to be able to give a sermon on July 4th, a day that marks independence. And there's no greater independence and freedom than in you. And of all the things and all the places we could ever be in this earth and in this life and in any time, we are here today and we are here now. We are with our families today. We are with our friends today. And Lord, we put you first and we take heart in you and we take heart in who you are. And we are so thankful that you chose us and that you have us. I thank you so much. And I thank you for this day. I pray for safety among everyone and where they are with their families. And I pray that we will take heart in you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Listen, I'm so thankful and so happy. I hope that you enjoyed it and that you'll be here next week for our next service, July 11th. We are so excited to see you there. Have a good fourth. 